Hello and welcome to Kaplan's NCLEX PrepCast, brought to you by KaplanNursing.com, which offers prep courses for both the NCLEX RN and NCLEX PN examinations. In today's podcast episode, we're going to be talking about a little bit of a different topic than we've talked about before. Although we're going to be talking about NCLEX review, we are going to be specifically focusing on NCLEX review for international students. And what do we mean by an international student? How is NCLEX prep different for international students? And what should they be doing to, or you be doing, to prepare for the NCLEX if you are an international student? And on today's podcast episode, we have a guest who has been on the show before and come on to talk to us about those alternate item questions that come up on the NCLEX. And her name is Roberta Harbison. And for those of you who might not remember or didn't listen to that previous podcast episode, uh, first of all, you should. Second of all, uh, Roberta has been a nurse uh, for over 40 years. So she has a ton of experience and I know specialized a bit in uh, med surge nursing. Uh, She has been an educator for uh, the last 15 years and has been an NCLEX instructor for Kaplan for about the last 10 years and is also one of our NCLEX experts providing some additional support to students of Kaplan. And so I know she is going to be a terrific wealth of information for this podcast episode and want to go ahead and welcome back, Roberta. How are you doing? Hi, Matt. I'm doing great. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Yeah, we're just uh, recording this shortly after the New Year. Um, what are, I don't like using the word resolution, uh, what are your goals for 2018? I, I always, I'm a goal-driven person, and so I always feel better at least entering a new year with uh, some goals in mind, and I try and have uh, one for each area of my life. Uh, Good. And so um, for nursing, Uh, my job and work, I really have what I call my dream job. Um, I love teaching and I I do have a lot of years of experience. I'm getting um, closer to the age of retirement uh, every year and um, working for Kaplan and helping students to meet their their goals of becoming a nurse when I've had uh, using my experience of so many years is really my dream job. Uh, so I'm, I have a goal of just maintaining uh, my job, what I'm doing. And for me, uh, using social media as a way to help people is really <laughs> new and sometimes challenging for me. Uh, and so that's, that's my goal, to, to be more comfortable uh, doing these podcasts and some, some Facebook Live uh, and, and helping this, the students that are using these tools uh, to become nurses and to help them with the, the resources that they need to uh, pass the NCLEX. So that's, that's my challenge for 2018 for nursing. Um, for uh, my area of, of physical fitness, I, again, because of my age, I'm getting to the point where I've seen that uh, studies that show that when you're getting older, strength training is really important. And as of this point, I'm just not there. So I'm going to be adding some kind of strength training uh, into uh, my routine to uh, make sure that I have that that muscle strength and reserve so uh, I can age gracefully and uh, be healthy uh, as as I, I get older. 
And then my, my, my last area is what I call my lifeline. I think everybody has uh, lifelines, things in their life that are just so important to their mental and physical and emotional health. And one, being an introvert, and I think we talked about this the last, uh, <laughs> the last podcast I did, uh, reading is one of my lifelines. And um, so I try to read a nonfiction book for every three fiction books to try to maintain a balance. Um, I didn't quite get there in 2017. I read more fiction than nonfiction. So I'm going to have that, um, that goal again to try and, and balance reading nonfiction books as, as well as fiction. Um, and I, I did, I read 91 books uh, in 2017. So I'm going to try and get to a hundred in 2018. <laughs> that is incredible. Uh, I mean, I, I love all three of these goals, the focus on getting better at social media. Obviously that's an area that's growing, uh, continues to grow in, uh, in the world in general. Uh, strength training is always great. And then reading a hundred books, that's, that's, I, I'm happy if I read 10 in a year, you put my, my 28, my 2018 goals to shame. So I'm not even going to share mine, but those are um, some, <laughs> Some really incredible goals, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a smooth transition here. I know that one goal that some international students might have is to become uh, licensed nurses in the U.S. in 2018. So um, with that, I want to start before we even get into what these students should be doing. Uh, I want to define what an international student is, or ask you if you could define it, um, just so we get a, a more clear concrete idea as to who we're referring to uh, in this podcast episode. So who are, who, who, who do we mean when we talk about an international student? An international student is a nurse who has had their basic nursing education. Uh, they went to school to be a nurse in a country outside the United States and that they've practiced nursing in a country outside the United States. So those two criteria are important. Their basic nursing education was completed outside the United States and that they have practiced, um, even if it's you know for six months to a year, that they have some experience in, in actually working in the nursing field as a nurse in a country outside the US. Got it, so that definitely makes sense. So that would not include, just to clarify, that would not include someone who is from another country but is studying in a nursing school in the US, is that correct? That is correct. And okay. they, they are considered, if you are using, you're going to school for basic nursing education in the US, then you are classified as an American student, even though you might, your country of origin might be different. Got it, got it. So we're really referring to uh, those people, those students who have uh, studied internationally or maybe practicing nurses and are now looking to transition into nursing in the US. That's correct. So Okay, great. So keeping that in mind then, what are the requirements for these international nurses if they are looking to come to the U.S. to practice as a nurse in this country? Well, they differ from state to state. So you first have to determine where you want to practice in what state in the United States. And then you need to go, uh, the, the person needs to go to that state's website to determine their requirements. And uh, if if the student puts in a search engine and just put state's board of nursing, uh, it will come up with a list of all the links to all of the state's boards of nursing 
uh, and they can go to the one that they want uh, to, to practice in. Okay, excellent. So that's a great place to go. So if you are looking to uh, prep in the U.S., I guess that first step is to figure out uh, which state you want to practice in. So uh, it's a great resource to go to. Uh, I know that one of the uh, topics that's brought up with international students is this acronym CGFNS. And it's something that we'll, we'll hear from uh, students who are looking to practice in the U.S. Uh, so what exactly is CGFNS? CGFNS stands for the Commission of Graduates of Foreign Nursing Schools. Uh, so they exist to ensure that nurses educated outside the United States meet the practice requirements of inside the United States. And so uh, the, the commission will help the, the international student to look at their education and see how it compares to the education uh, that we give our beginning nurses in the United States. Uh, they, they offer a credential service to evaluate this. And so you can go there and see before you even begin the process of uh, going to take the NCLEX, whether you, know, you don't have to go through some, some extra steps maybe uh, before you do that. They, uh, they also, offer a test and it's a predictive test to determine your chances of passing the NCLEX. So this is very, very helpful uh, for a lot of international students because they have a, uh, a test that they can take to say, you know, am I ready to take this NCLEX or do I need some extra studying? They also include an English proficiency exam. And, um, and we're gonna, we'll talk about this a little bit later but, but those three things are so important for the international nurse that is trying to pass the NCLEX in the United States. So the G CGFNS is a really good tool and resource for international students uh, to begin their process of trying to practice in the United States. Their website is full of information, and um, that address is www.cgfns, which is the Commission of Graduates of Foreign Nursing Schools, cgfns.org, O-R-G. <coughs> that's, excuse me, that's a great place uh, to go. So anyone who's listening, definitely go to cgfns.org to learn some more about that uh, that, or that body, uh, that organization. So when we think about the, these international students, I know that there are, any student preparing for the NCLEX faces challenges, of course. What are some of the major challenges or differing challenges that students have who are international students when they are looking to prepare and for and pass the NCLEX? Well, in my experience, Matt, there are three major challenges for uh, foreign educated students. And number one is language. Uh, number two is operating or uh, trying to function and work in the US healthcare working environment. And third, having the knowledge and thinking skills that you need in order to fulfill the scope of practice of a nurse working in the United States. And, and I can talk about specifics in each area. Yeah, absolutely. It would be great. 
Okay, so first of all is the language issue. Now, English is, as anyone who is learning English, it's a challenging language. Um, a lot of our words are spelled the same way in print or on a screen, but have different meanings, depending on how they're pronounced or even more difficult, depending on the context that you use them in. Um, some examples are the word R-E-C-O-R-D. You can record a blood pressure and that the emphasis when you say the word is on the second syllable, record, or you can access a patient's medical record and you put the emphasis on the first syllable, but they're spelled the same way. So if you're just looking at a word, it's very difficult when you're learning this language to know which, which context or which meaning you're using. Um, take the word W-O-U-N-D. Bandages should be wound around a wound. So again, two different meanings spelled the same. One more example, the insurance may be invalid for the invalid. So same words, different context. This is very, very difficult for, for people, any, per, any person that is learning English, um, but especially for um, people who are trying to become nurses. Um, a lot of the thinking needed in answering NCLEX questions is understanding or interpreting what patients are saying in order to provide safe care for them. And so a good command of the language is needed to interpret what these NCLEX questions are asking. Uh, so what, what can an international student do to increase their command of the English language? One, believe it or not, is watch TV. Uh, because TV shows are great to help you listen to accents and understand what they're saying. We can get, because you know, different areas of the country are going to have different accents. So watching TV gives you a wide variety of those. Um, you can uh, also listen to the speed of speech. You know, when any of us are using a language, we understand it um, on written more than we do spoken because natural uh, native speakers speak very rapidly. Uh, and so a lot of times we have to slow down and help people understand uh, who are learning the language. And on the TV, if you're watching a movie on a video, you can slow it down to the speed where you can uh, understand the words until you can get up to a normal speech uh, uh, pattern. Um, the other thing that I think that I recommend to international students is podcasts for the same reason. Now, TV is good because you can match facial expressions with attitudes and context, but podcasts, you don't have that visual, but you, you can do it, again, for learning accents, for understanding words in context, so, you know, again, just in general, to improve English skills, watch TV, watch movies, and listen to podcasts. Uh, but the NCLEX also, on top of that, the NCLEX has his own special language, as even students who go to school in America will tell you that that's a challenge for them. That nursing students educated in the US and Canada also need to learn this NCLEX language. And so, 
that again is a is a double challenge for the international student. They have to learn English and what all that entails, plus then on top of that, uh, the the NCLEX language. Yeah, and I'm glad you're talking a little bit about some of these ideas. First of all, anyone who's listening, uh, I definitely agree with Roberta's point. You should listen to more podcasts. If you haven't listened to all our podcast episodes, I'd go back and download them. Uh, Take a listen there. It'll help with your English proficiency. Uh, But I know that this also ties into what you were talking about earlier, that CGFNS has this English proficiency exam. I know that will be useful there, but this might also be a great point to talk a little bit about what the English proficiency exam includes or tests. So what what exactly is CGFNS looking for with the proficiency exam or what does that entail? Uh, they're looking for what I talked about, the context. Can you interpret the meaning of words that like wound and wound? Can you Can you interpret from the context which meaning they're looking for? just a command of how many words you understand. Uh, In general, uh, they are looking for uh, words that will be used on the NCLEX exam to see if you know those. Now, some states will require, one of their requirements is that you take, you have uh, a CGFNS certificate. So that some states will require you to go through that process. Other states will not. Um, But, you know, to me, uh, it's worth it to go through it because it gives you a better understanding of English and and some other things uh, before you even get to studying for NCLEX. You know, a lot of international students, they just want to get the process done immediately, but as I tell even American students, what, you've got to lay the groundwork and have a solid foundation in order to be successful. And you don't want to be taking it over and over again because that's you know, not, not good for your confidence level. So prepare adequately first time, lay that groundwork, and that's what the CGFNS uh, English proficiency will tell you. Do I need to work more or uh, am, I, am I ready? Yeah, that's and that's great advice there as well. To always have that that groundwork, that foundation uh, in place and secure as you as you prepare. Uh, and and speaking about preparing, I know the first. So the first issue we talked about is the understanding of the language. But then you also had mentioned the idea that international students often struggle with understanding the uh, healthcare environment issues in the U.S. So what? can these students do to gain a better understanding of some of these issues? Yeah. Uh, healthcare in the United States has been defined as controlled chaos. Uh, <laughs> and from my experience, sometimes it's not that controlled. Yes. Uh, and so this is something that a lot of foreign students find totally foreign uh, to them yeah. because their hospitals have a totally different environment. Um, Part of this is the fact that um, we have a lot of technology being used. Um, The role of the nurse in the United States differs greatly from those in in foreign countries. Uh, And so it can be very overwhelming. Um, A lot of foreign educated nurses get jobs 
while they're studying for the NCLEX, they get jobs as nursing assistants. And what this does is, is expose them to the hospital environment uh, so that, again, they have a context of the environment that is expected when they are answering these NCLEX questions. Uh, and that, that can be very helpful. Um, the other thing uh, that's, that's helpful is to watch YouTube videos, um, but I would uh, caution that you wanna have reputable sites. So like, for example, Kaplan uh, has YouTube videos and I would stick to, you know, recognize names in healthcare, uh, channels where uh, people have review courses or are in some way um, officially connected to uh, healthcare. Uh, some hospitals have great things. Um, and this is especially helpful, again, for language, but also for technology. And the, the vast amounts of technology that are utilized in uh, hospitals in the United States, uh, IV pumps, uh, pain machines, you know, all up, even up to blood pressure machines and, and things that we don't even think about, things that nurses take for granted, educated in the United States because we've always used them, foreign educated nurses really need to become familiar with those. So that's a great place to start um, in, in helping them to understand uh, the environment and the things used in the environment. That's all great advice. Uh, I think, like you said, getting exposed to the environment itself, uh, you know, becoming a CNA uh, at a hospital or uh, YouTube is definitely a great place to go. But I agree those uh, you want to look for those reputable sources. Uh, I know the other area that you mentioned, uh, the final area that was a challenge for international nurses or international students is preparing for the uh, content and critical thinking issues on the exam which I think, of course, are, is relevant to anyone preparing for the NCLEX, but what, is, what are some of the ways that international students can prepare for you know, this aspect of the exam? Yeah, uh, and, and this, again, is another major challenge for foreign-educated nurses because the role of the nurse in a lot of countries outside the United States is not uh, as independent as it is in the United States. Um, many times the nurse is there at the bedside, but there's always a doctor on the unit or on very close by. And so the nurses don't have to make such independent decisions as they do in uh, the United States healthcare arena. So they need, that, uh, they need to learn that autonomy and clinical decision-making. And that uh, is, is crucial, not only in working as a nurse in the United States, but that is really what NCLEX is testing. Um, they're aimed at that autonomy and clinical decision-making. Uh, so a lot of foreign educated nurses know the nursing content. Um, they, are, they are great at knowing the facts, uh, but in the United States, knowing the facts is not enough. Recognizing that something is wrong is, is 
one step, but then you have to go one step further and say, okay, what do I do about it? So instead of just saying what I do about it is go and get the doctor, the American nurse needs to say, okay, first I'm going to do this and then I will uh, call the healthcare professional. So, so critical thinking and critical judgment involves the nurse making safe judgments about patient care independently. Um, and the critical thinker nurse uh, has to have the ability to collect, to interpret, to analyze and evaluate data. And knowing your nursing content is only collecting and interpreting that. So they really need to focus on the analysis and evaluation and what to do about things. That is very difficult to learn on your own. That's a great point to make. I think it, any of this is really difficult to learn on your own, or at least takes more time, more efforts, and you want to save as much time as possible uh, and prep as effectively as you can. So I guess with that in mind, what are some of the resources that are available? I know YouTube is one thing that you mentioned is a good place to go. Um, what are some of the resources, either formal or informal, that are available to students that they should uh, take advantage of? Well, one thing that I find that's very, very helpful uh, is case studies. And there's tons and tons of, of books of case studies available to both the practical nurse and the registered nurse. Uh, and what case studies do is present you with a real patient situation and, and they will ask questions about what you would do. Um, so they go into what, what information do you need to collect how will you interpret those findings? And then they will say, okay, well, what, what do you make of that? What are your conclusions? That's the analysis part. And then what are you gonna do about it? That's the evaluation part. And so it gives the foreign educated nurse uh, practice in, in exercising that critical thinking muscle uh, that is their brain and helps them to develop those skills uh, and those skills are really what the NCLEX is testing so that if they work on case studies ahead of time, uh, then that will help kind of get them into the right environment because that's the kind of questions that they're going to be asking on the NCLEX exam. Yeah, case studies are definitely great. I, I've used them myself in many different areas. Uh, so I, I agree they're, they're, they're great resources to use. Um, what other resources are available to students? Well, uh, one thing in, it, that we talked about in, in general, not only language, but I think communication is, is even bigger than language. Um, it has to do with the environment and what's the appropriate way to communicate with different people in the United States healthcare environment. Also uh, using this kind of thinking. Uh, Kaplan has a retail product uh, that I believe is available on Amazon. Uh, so you could just go to Amazon or any other uh, online resource to get it. And it's specifically aimed toward uh, foreign educated nurses. It's called Talk Like a Nurse. It's a workbook that helps foreign educated nurses understand communication that's necessary in the healthcare arena in the United States. So it it goes into all kinds of types of communication, both verbal and nonverbal, uh, written communication. It's an excellent resource that it's available to anyone that I would really highly uh, recommend. 
We also have the other uh, specific area that international nurses sometimes struggle with is dosages and calculations. And um, Kaplan also has a dosage and calculations workbook uh, that you can buy and work through how we calculate uh, medication doses in the United States. And it also will help uh, to determine the language that's used in the NCLEX questions to get you used to how they're gonna ask those questions. Uh, we also have um, NCLEX drug guides. Now, you don't have to use a Kaplan one, uh, but, but drugs are another big issue because um, even though the generic name, and nurses will know what I'm talking about, that's the chemical name of the drug are, are the same, trade names or brand names that are produced from different companies, they, uh, they differ uh, from country to country and really from institution to institution uh, within the United States. And so that's why the NCLEX will always include only the generic name. So when you're studying drugs, you need to be looking at the generic name of the drugs and there's tons of, of drug guides that are available uh, for that very purpose. And then, yeah, I, oh, okay. yeah, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to give one more. Yeah, yeah, uh, go ahead. Kaplan has a, a course. You know, we have lots of courses for NCLEX prep, but we have a special course for international students preparing to take the NCLEX. Uh, and, and I can talk about that. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point to make. Uh, I know we do have a lot of those those resources that you talked about, but uh, yeah, we do we do have a uh, a review course that, of course, we have review courses for the NCLEX, but there's that that separate type of review course altogether that's for international students. But so absolutely, what uh what what does this course entail exactly, and what's different well, about it? The course for the international students has all the components and resources of our regular course for uh, students that are educated in the United States, but, but we have several extras specifically designed for the foreign educated nurse. Uh, we have the course book that's included in our normal course, but we have given extra book to foreign educated nurses. And this book, it's called The Basics, and it is all the basic nursing content abbreviations, medical terminology that, again, the foreign educated nurse might not be familiar with, or at least what we call it in the United States. So it provides uh, a, a nutshell of basic nursing content that American students get during their nursing program. So foreign educated nurses find that very helpful, especially with the abbreviations and the medical terminology. Also, our international course includes a dosage and calculation seminar. So there's plenty of, of books out there if you want to do it on your own, but sometimes uh, it helps if someone else explains it to you. Uh, and so that's what we do. We have videos, seminar videos that explain how to go through the steps of doing dosage and calculations. Uh, the other thing that's very helpful in this course is that we have a video, a seminar, it's called Nursing in the United States. And this points out the differences that the, the foreign educated student might see from their country 
to the United States. And again, it helps with knowing what the context of the environment is as they are answering the NCLEX questions. And our course also includes uh, a seminar on the CGFNS, what they provide. It, it gives a snapshot of everything that they can do for the student. And uh, it gives a practice uh, exam uh, that they can take and it's included in our course. You know, it's not the official uh, predictor exam, but it gives them a time to practice and see how they're doing review. They're able to review the questions before they actually take the, uh, the, uh, the official uh, CGFNS exam. We also provide extra content focused questions. And this is exciting to me. Uh, the extra content focused questions also give an alternate language. And so they give you the question the way it will appear on the NCLEX, but for foreign educated nurses who are just learning to the meaning of words and understanding the context, they simplify the language to help those students understand better what those words mean. So again, it's very, very helpful for someone who is practicing on increasing their English proficiency in general and then studying for the NCLEX in uh, in it specifically. Yeah, it's unbelievable how many resources we have now that you're listing them all out uh, and including in the course as well. And I know that that I, the course includes, you know, in addition to that, the our, our QBank, not to mention the actual sessions that students will, uh, uh, you know, with our live online and in-person courses uh, that students will take to uh, with an instructor to learn how to prepare for the NCLEX. So uh, all those uh, resources that the uh, students in the United States get plus everything extra to really prepare for uh, not even the NCLEX, but nursing in the U.S. <laughs> it's uh, a lot of resources available to them. Um, so I, I think this is a good note to end on, uh, Roberta. So I just want to thank you for coming on to the podcast and, uh, you know, a second time and lending your expertise to uh, helping identify how international students can prepare for the NCLEX. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Matt. And let me just say in closing yes. that for any of these international students that are uh, listening, you are brave and courageous. Uh, I do not know if I could tackle this. Uh, so I, I uh, commend you for even attempting to do this. And I just, uh, I'm happy uh, that you are willing to take this on and can't wait until uh, you pass that NCLEX and uh, can become my colleague in, in the United States. It's a great career, it's a great place to work and you're brave to do it. Thanks. Oh, I totally agree. Uh, it's, it's absolutely true. Uh, and if, uh, yeah, when you do pass the NCLEX, please let us know uh, and then we'll let uh, Roberta know as well. So. <laughs> Thanks again, Roberta, and uh, we'll have to have you on, again on the show sometime soon. Thanks, Matt. All right, take care. And for those of you who are listening at home, obviously Roberta mentioned a ton of resources that are available to you. And if you are looking to enroll in a review course with Kaplan, whether you are a U.S. student 
or an international student looking at those international uh, NCLEX review course options, I definitely encourage you to go to kaplannursing.com to learn about all of the preparation options we have for the NCLEX RN and the NCLEX PN. And as a special gift to you, if you use the promo code PODCAST10, that's PODCAST10, you could take 10% off of anything you see on the site. And that's just a a special thank you for listening to this podcast. And I want to remind you that you can, of course, find Kaplan on Facebook, on Twitter, even on Instagram. And I would encourage you to uh, follow us on those channels and let us know what future topics you would like to hear on this podcast. We definitely take your considerations into mind when deciding what topics to present here on the show. And as always, I want to Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, and we look forward to seeing you again in a future PrepCast.